0: The season two of music rewind a podcast where we look to tell the stories behind our favorite albums i'm your host steve epley and in each episode i will invite a guest on to tell us about their favorite music album how they discovered it and what makes it special to them hey listeners anyone out there that knows me knows that if there is one thing i can have while listening to a great album it's a fantastic cigar these days if i'm recording editing or researching for this show you will likely find me with a fine cigar from Gotham Cigars. Gotham Cigars has a massive selection of premium cigars online, all available right now through the link in the show notes. Bundle deals, buy one, get one, and weekly specials up to 40% off all help you get the best cigars at the best price. Please use the link in the show notes to help Music Rewind continue on talking great music. Joining me today is another returning guest on Music Rewind, Michael Baroski. You will remember Mike from our season one episode talking Pearl Jams versus and also our three-part 90s music roundtable. Mike is the music nerd that is the keeper of all the music spreadsheets. Welcome back, Mike, and thank you for being on the show. Thanks, Steve.
1: Happy to be back, man. This is uh I feel like I've uh, been on this journey since the beginning, and uh I just I just keep following. I, I'm looking forward to season three. I got I got so many more records to talk about. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you've been with us since the beginning, so it's uh, you're a perennial part of the show here. Hashtag friends of the friend of the pod. Well, Mike, let's uh let's get right on into it. What album would you like to bring to the table and why is it special to you? Well, Steve, this time uh, I'm gonna go back to a little classic rock uh,
1: mainstay Led Zeppelin, but I'm going with their third record, which is amply titled free. I chose this one because honestly it's it's like the bridge from the super kind of heavy metal sludgy type stuff from like 1969 to from like one and two to Led Zeppelin IV or the Zozo record or however you want to call it where they, they are trying to, they're trying a lot of different things here and, and honestly it's, it, and another reason it's my favorite record is Tangerine is one of my favorite Led Zeppelin songs like of all time. And I know it's kind of surprising because most people are like, oh, I love Stairway or Immigrant Song. I mean, there's even off of this record alone, but there's something about that intro of the, the,
0: the guitar. Yeah, that faux intro that starts it and then it restarts.
1: Yeah, and then, he, then they play it again. And um, Jimmy Page is, like wrote this when he was still in the Yardbirds. So this song is, I think, like three or four years old at the time when he brings it to the band, um, but yeah, so pretty pumped. Let's uh, let's rock and roll, um, even though that's not
0: on this record. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how did you discover Led Zeppelin Three, or Led Zeppelin in general? Well, Led Zeppelin was
1: uh, definitely a band that was in the house. I remember my dad had the Led Zeppelin box set on cassette that had the uh field that was like the UFO thing and then a Zeppelin coming over the cross of it. And it was kind of just like the almost like the greatest hits, but it was four it was four cassettes and they just mixed it up. And so I never really heard as I, I but again i I was listening to this at like nine years old when I was delivering the bureau counter Republican around town, so I don't know how many nine year olds besides like kids from the seventies or you know would or even like mid eighties would be rocking out to a song some of these songs that are you know at this time might be twenty twenty some years old yeah. so but yeah, it was definitely something my dad um like had in the house. And I found out recently that apparently I'm a bigger Led Zeppelin fan than he was because he told me after the first uh, four or five records that they didn't make good music anymore. And it was a waste of time to listen to anything past that. So um, I was, I was kind of surprised. I was like, do the whole reason I listened to Led Zeppelin (laughs) and I got into them. Like this is one of my favorite bands of all time. Like they replaced the Beatles you know, once I got into them, because I just loved the power of all, 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 of them, like all four of them, like just the power that comes from all of them. I mean, I just got done reading beast and it's a, it's autobiography about her. Sorry. Biography. Autobiography would be tough if he had an autobiography out. True. Um, yeah. John Bonham, right? Yeah. John Bonham. And it's John Bonham's, uh, you know, biography with the, it was a, it was a the forward was by Dave Grohl, so that's what kind of caught my attention. And just Bonham's drumming, like on anything, was just amazing. John Paul Jones, which I actually saw play with Them Crooked Vultures, that was Dave Grohl's the drummer in that band. Oh, that's cool. And then the guy from Queens of the Stone Age is a singer. And just to see John Paul Jones like play an instrument, like was. I mean, I, I've never seen Jimmy Page, which I would love to, just to see him play guitar. Um, if they get him out of his crypt or he's done with that deal with his dev- the devil or whatever he has. <laughs> and then Robert Plant, like, he's so – in the 70s, man. I, I mean, you know, I'm a I am a, I'm a straight man, but Robert
0: Plant in the 70s, whew, that is a good-looking man right there. <laughs> yeah, to see those guys live in the 70s, uh, especially the the, you know, the early 70s in their prime was – it would, would have been fantastic. Oh, I, I'm jealous of anyone that got to see it.
1: That I, I would rather see them than in the '70s in their prime than like the Beatles in their prime or Nirvana in their prime or like even Metal like any of these bands because I think Zeppelin, you know, they were the first like arena rock band yeah. that could sell out like places like the United Center and their manager would get like 25% of the money up front and nobody, like there's all these things that he would do to get all this money on promotions and they would just tour nonstop.
0: Yeah. I was researching them a little as far as their origins today and their first record deal as Led Zeppelin, uh, even before it was, I think it might've been still Led Balloon at the, you know, they were not decided yet, but they actually got in today's money would have been over a million dollar advance and the record company hadn't even heard them play yet. It was all yeah. through their, their uh, reputation and Dusty Springfield. <laughs> Dusty Springfield was, uh, yeah. uh, I guess, awesome. I guess uh, she was a friend of, of John Paul Jones. And uh, her influence to the record company was just, just, just do it. You won't regret it. Just do it.
1: Yeah, John Paul Jones and uh, Jimmy Page were like big session guys. So a lot of people knew John Paul Jones because he could come in and he was always reliable with the bass or the organ or mandolin guy played like 10 different instruments. And then, you know, Jimmy Page owned, somehow ended up he, he joined the Yardbirds last, but somehow ended up owning the name the Yardbirds. Yeah, you could say that. I yeah. I, I don't know how he did it, but. When he was putting together the band, they were originally going to be called like the New Yardbirds, and yep. they actually did, I think, a couple shows under that moniker, like when they first started. They first started uh, playing, and then I believe it was either Keith Moon or Pete Townsend, and they were telling them about the the band, and they're like, "Well, that will that will uh, go over like a lead balloon,"
0: yeah,
1: and and then that's kind of yeah, like how they came. And then they spelled Zeppel, the, just LED instead of LEAD. You know, it's you know clever rock star stuff.
0: Yeah, and it becomes just iconic as far as the name itself, how it's spelled. I mean, the logo on your shirt right now. I mean, just that's mm-hmm. it's one of those iconic just band names.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like for years I, I always misspell the Beatles or like if it's a beetle, a bug, like I'm like, I know it's right. That's B A T L E S, And like Led Zeppelin's like the word led, right? Is this L-E-D for if I, you know, for, and I'm thinking, no, it's these guys the way that they're, they change the names. I don't think Corn spelled with a K though. So like, I think we're, we're okay
0: there. So, so how did you zero in on Led Zeppelin three as your favorite? Cause obviously two and four are very, Popular, fantastic yeah. albums. Their their whole catalog is great, uh, with with a few you know lower exceptions. But you know, two, three, four. I mean, that's a hell of a stride. Yeah, I mean,
1: honestly, their first five records are. Oh, I mean, the first six, seven. Honestly, all of them except Coda, I, because Coda was just a bunch of stuff that they you know threw together. Presence, um, at presence the doesn't end.
0: really hit with me. Pre-
1: presence has got isn't is, isn't that Achilles Last Stand though? Or am I thinking of yeah. "In Through the Outdoor"? Because I like it Achilles, "In Through the Outdoor." Yeah, because I think that's got to be Achilles' last stand. Because that one's, because that's a fantastic. I mean, an amazing song. Um, but yeah, Led Zeppelin three. I just loved their. When I would randomly hear the songs on the, you know, the tapes from my dad, I always like loved like to hear them like good, acoustic. And really see, uh, like not see, but like hear how Jimmy Page like could play that and could hear that, like how, like how, but honestly beautiful how those guys played. And and one of the songs I think it's um, I want to say it's That's the Way or Celebration Day that Bottom actually plays with like spoons because to make it to how soft he can play and people. We, you know, are always saying he's so loud, but he's like such a technically, like perfect jazz drummer that he could play that way and would just—it sounded like he was louder than he really was. And he's the one who made the, you know, drummers like important. I mean, I know Ginger Baker and, and Keith Moon were there, but like Bottom was like a guy who's like he wanted to be like, yeah. I know there's two soloists in this band, me and Jimmy, like I am, you know, I'm the band, you know? And so when he was on stage and sober, he was, you know, he was cocky, but he was a fun guy and he was a good guy, but he also, uh, you know, he was a pretty mean drunk and uh, he didn't like to travel away from, from his family. So that was a a big thing. Um, That's why it's one of the reasons he partied so hard, but, I think that and, you know, just how Light Bottom could play on this and then just how, like, the melodies and, like, how beautiful, like, a rock band could sound, you know, without just, for the most part, just kind of being, like, a guitar and, you know, some orchestral stuff, but, like, not like the Beatles, not like having George Martin there, you know, putting the whole thing together. It's like John Paul Jones and Jimmy Page,
0: like, putting all the, that yeah, they, music together. they were the album. producers on this yeah 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 I'm I'm kind of similar um as far as my my discovery of the album uh you remember the the page and plant unplugged back in the day yes yeah they uh, unleaded wasn't it? As, that, as that was called yeah yeah I think it was unleaded um, but they played gallows pole on there and and that I had never heard before I was well familiar with all, all the other you know hits from, from them and, and Led Zeppelin 4 and, and all that from at that point. But I would never heard Gallus pull. Like, this was this was fantastic. And uh, so I that's when I started reading and was like, is this it, was this a one-off for the show? Uh, I didn't know. And then that led me to this album to where I finally uh was able to buy it because I couldn't find it anywhere at the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, music Music Land didn't really have the that's it's the full, yeah, it, the full catalog. It's, there. Not,
1: it's not one of their big you know, it it's if you're always gonna find it, it's gonna be one, two, four, and like Houses of the Holy. Yeah. It, and if you're lucky, physical graffiti would be graffiti. there. And then this. This is like this you know, like the seventh record if you people think
0: I didn't that. find the full album to own until um I was actually in the military by that point. So Wow. Illinois Valley. (laughs) They just didn't have, let I think
1: that was a BMG purchase for me.
0: The, uh, so, so that was where I finally, you know, bought it, listened to the whole thing, loved it. Um, several takeaway tracks for me. Uh, but the, uh, uh, and then shortly after that, almost famous came out and it worked out perfectly for me that I had committed the, the album to memory, loved the whole thing. And then, uh, that that movie features, uh, I think, two of the songs or three, maybe. Um, but it was like, oh, it just it just fit perfectly in my life as far as that album. Then that movie in Syncport. What I mean, like
1: honestly, just a fa- just an amazing movie. And what's so awesome about that movie is, you know, that's the band Streetwater is kind of Led Zeppelin. I mean, he the first time he went on a uh, tour for a rock band. When he was fifteen years old, they sent him with Led Zeppelin
0: so I think it's a mixture of Led Zeppelin, the Eagles, and Allman Brothers yeah well, or or so at least the there, specific a, characters are like taken from each
1: right i and, and well there's that part in almost famous where they have their arms around each other mm-hmm. and they're singing that song, and then they like they're like, hey, enemy, well, they Cameron crow like. Pearl Jam was actually did that he did. They did that to him because <laughs> they called him the enemy and they're like, Hey, come here. And like, they did that with him. So like, he kind of, he added some really cool things in that. And then, I mean, I always, I, I loved almost famous because that to me was, I felt like the closest you're going to get to like, I don't know, like Zeppelin. And I know Zeppelin's like in the movie, you know, and, and I think Bowie's in there too, you know, um, But, like, Zeppelin, there's just something about, like, this mystique, I think, about, like, this record to me. Like, think about, like, honestly, like, Immigrant Song. Like, my wife said tonight, I didn't even think about it. I I totally forgot it was in Shrek movie, the third movie.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, when when the
1: princesses storm the
0: castle kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I didn't even, that was not even the one I was
0: thinking of. I was thinking of... Jack Black and School of Rock yeah well he had to I, I think it's a, it was a DVD extra where he actually did a video essay and sent it to Led Zeppelin to, to say please let me use because they couldn't sword. afford it
1: because they are super expensive to have like and then that I also think of and I can't remember what Marvel movie it was that Thor, Thor gets Ragnarok the hammer back Rock. and is it Ragnarok yeah and like right when he says hammer the guy and I knew the song was going to play like in the whole movie i'm like i would be shocked if they don't play immigrant song like you know it's and then you read the lyrics and you're like holy it really is about you know vikings coming to rape and pillage you know england crazy like because it is it feels like that
0: big momentous thing like that song because the way they kick it out well to get into the tracks of the album that's obviously track one immigrant song apparently they wrote that as in in a fun arrogant style that like they were the vikings pillaging yeah, and then Valhalla,
1: I'm coming was a whole thing too. That one might have to be edited out for the kids, but well, um, but yeah, I read that part. I think I, I read that. Like, I think when we first talked about doing this, I read that, and I was like, "This is amazing!" Like, like it's so ridiculous because. But that to me, that uh, immigrant song is obviously the. I think the song that everybody knows off this record, you know, like
0: the top. I'd like to think that. These guys were savvy enough and, and sarcastic in their minds enough to know that. So Led Zeppelin one and two big rocking albums. And that's what everyone knew them for. So we're gonna make track one our biggest rocker off this album. Right. Lure you in, and then all right, now it's time for something different. <laughs> that's that's like the that's like the
1: uh, high fidelity how to make a mixtape. Yeah, you gotta true. come out. Come out the swinging, big hot one! Come out, Come out swinging, swing. and, and I mean this is this is one of the biggest swingers, you know that they have really because it's in all their you know all their live sets. It after this moment, like it's one of the biggest ones they yeah, they play. And then they have
0: immigrant like, song would fit fine on Led Zeppelin too. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it, it would just it would fit right in there.
1: Yeah, and I think it was one of the first ones they wrote off this, and then a lot of the acoustic stuff because they went to. Brunyuar place in Wales. I, I I never know how to say it. Brunyuar. Yeah, okay. I'm. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> if it's anything close to sounding French, I'm like, I I'm like Ricky Bobby. Like you talk like you got a, a dog, pink butter's mouth. I,
0: I got it right here. It's it's a cottage in Wales. It stood at the end yes. of a narrow road just outside the small market town of Machilakmi in Gwynedd. Yeah, and. I apologize Uh, to everyone in Wales for butchering those names.
1: We're so sorry. That was the the only part of the UK I didn't get to when uh, my wife and I went um, to the UK back in 2018. Uh, Wales was the only part we didn't get to.
0: My my ignorant ass, I didn't realize that in Wales they kind of have their own language that dates back centuries until I watched The Crown. (laughs) Like, oh, I'll be damned! I Mm -hmm. did not know that.
1: But, um, yeah, Immigrant Song, definitely, like, it is my number two, like, favorite song off that record. It might be one of my the least top ten Zeppelin songs. Just And, and that one will always be on, uh, you know, FM radio on a classic rock station until the world implodes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Right Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, and that's the one they pick out, you know, and if they pick a slower one, that's always going to be Gallows Pole, you know.
0: I mean that's the first song of side two, but we can go back to friends if you want. Uh, Well, walk me through how you listen to it. I mean, do you go straight through or do you bounce around? I, um, well, it's funny. I
1: listen. Well, I've been listening to the last you know couple weeks or so, off and on. Um, I just listen to it it straight through. But usually, what I do, if it was a CD or even the vinyl, is kind of hard to do it on, but. Um, I would I, would, I would listen to Tangerine first, and then I go back and listen to it. And then after Brawn Stomp, I stop it because I know this is one of my favorite records ever, but man, I've never liked Hats Off to Roy Harper
0: ever. He, he
1: was a great bull. I mean, Ron Harper, just joking.
0: But <laughs> I actually have in here, it's not my favorite on the album. It's It's tough to listen to for a minute or so. It's the reverb and his vocals that I just can't stand. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's a bit jarring.
1: Yeah, especially after all that acoustic songs. Right, right. You know, and it just it, it's almost like a siren, like and you're like what the hell just happened to this record? You made it nine songs through and you put this on instead of, Hey, Hey, what can I do? Which is the B side of the single. And was,
0: that would have been nice on this album. Yeah.
1: This, it was written during this time. And with every and that is a classic rock staple too. Yeah. Like how's that song not on here? And then that, oh, come on, I, Jimmy, that's, that's where you messed up. Jimmy Page. You paid all those producer bucks. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they could have like put, that.
0: Hey hey, anywhere on this album and then ended with Bron Rar stomp, you know, that would have been a good yeah. close. Yeah. I
1: just and that's what sucks is like every time I get once whenever that song's done, I see it start to like you know tick over enough and I'm like, all right, and I'll start back up at immigrant song. Like, you know, I because I'd rather <laughs> and it sucks when it's on when you listen to it on vinyl because like you're sitting there and by the time you get up you fuck it's already halfway through that song anyways so it's not long am I so well yeah. wait no yeah, and not it's long. not but it's just yeah it's it's one of the most frustrating Led Zeppelin songs ever I think for me <laughs> <laughs> because it's like this Elms perfection because it has the the softness that everybody kind of loves about Led Zeppelin 4 because I mean there's big rockers on Led Zeppelin 4 but obviously stairways on there and you know how stairway starts and You know, there's a lot of that slowness in this that like you can see that it's going to build to Led Zeppelin for. And then you still have like Immigrant Song and Out on the Tiles and, you know, like since I've been loving you, like when it starts to get towards the end of it, you know, there's just
0: and there's no real like uh, crazy rock around here. And I don't want to always bring everything back to Pink Floyd, but just like you don't have Dark Side of the Moon without metal. You know no, you, know, you don't have Led Zeppelin 4 without their progression through Led Zeppelin 3.
1: No, because one and two, I mean, there are There's like I think on those first two records, there's like two or three like slower songs on there. Um, that are you know, yeah, like days Communication Breakdown
0: slower. and uh Days of Confusion. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah.
1: yeah, like but there are there's a couple slower ones, but this one was so different and it got blasted by you know the the music writers never really cared for zeppelin anyways and then this one was just like see i told you these guys suck and i mean it still went platinum and all that stuff but and then when they played them live people were like well, this is like way better and they went back and then zeppelin 4 came out and people were like oh i see what they're trying to do and they what they would go back and buy three which th- that's happened a couple times mm-hmm. with them. And I, I think that was um, uh, Houses of the Holy people didn't really dig after four. And then Physical Graffiti came out and they're like, oh, OK, I see what they're trying to do. And then they went back and bought a bunch of Houses of the Holy. It was really weird how their sales went for the a handful of records.
0: Yeah. You mentioned Since I've Been Loving You, and that's one of my you know, favorite blues songs of all time all uh, oh, right. There's several different versions out there. Uh, the the uh, the actual studio version, great. All the live versions are fantastic. It's just, and they're all different in the in their own right, but they all just—I don't know—they're just fantastic. Okay. Uh, one of the great blues rock songs of all time. Yeah, to quote Dan, quote Dan up
1: To quote Dan up it's fantastic.
0: Shout out to Danny.
1: <laughs> yeah, get the edit that one out, but you can play that for him later. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, and I mean, obviously, you know, like. If if Elvis stole rock and roll from you know these guys uh, blatant blues rip offs, I mean pillage from the, <laughs> I mean the first and, and and you know at least it gave you know at least the first couple records actually like all right well this was obviously a cover and you know this but Jimmy like but Jimmy like grew up with that like blues and he just loved blues guitars. And him and Robert Johnson, you know, I think they both sold their souls (laughs) to the devil. But, I mean, um, but yeah, that is just so bluesy. And, you know, and it's for like skinny ass white guys from the countryside in England that that are making this noise, you know. And it's just a song that, you know, you, you feel like he definitely feels like he is missing out, like that he's and, and I think a lot of it was the touring because they just was nonstop for these guys. Um, but yeah, that I, that's like the number three song. I I didn't even like ranked my songs because I was like, I, you know, just because if I if I was thinking about like how I like this record, it's like Tangerine Immigrant Song, Since I've Been Loving You. Celebration. Even though it's weird, it would it'd be weird to play Celebration without playing Friends because they they like, merge meld yeah. into each other. Yeah. Live and love and made and. Um, a communication breakdown, live and love, the one that they play back to back usually yeah. on FM stations. Like when you have it on shuffle or something, and they don't, it, that song doesn't come up after it. You're like, it's like Sergeant Pepper's, and then not yeah, hearing. it feels weird. Uh, helping my friends right after. Yeah, but I think like Friends and Celebration Day, like that's definitely they have to be together, just because. And that's like, you know, like you said, like. Immig- Immigrant song, like came out and they are like, ah, we're going to rock. And then Friends comes on. And not like, no one told you this could be, be this way this day or whatever that song is. Folksy,
0: acoustic, Celtic. Song about friendship, yeah. you know, it's it's uh, it, it'll definitely, uh, you know, it's like okay, you know, hard left turn here, and, and they did, and like
1: really, they don't start like rocking again until out on the tiles,
0: which is which is a John Bottom tune, yeah. <laughs>
1: That's one of the only ones that you know he wrote all the music for. And the page wrote like the guitar. Riff. Is
0: that intro the same as Black Dog? Or is it just very similar?
1: Well, they I think they would they would play it live together though, Are I they? think. Just because I think it might be close. Oh. You know, I, I think he just did that part and then he might have used the whole thing. But like I know he was basically like I guess bottom was getting antsy. Uh, they're out in the country and he wanted to go, you know, go get a quick pint. And and the name's actually out on the tiles is what it's a it's a slang for going out to the bars, hitting the bars or it's like a dark pint <laughs> was out on the tiles. And but that's what something like bottom would always sing this song. And Paige was like, wow, he's driving me nuts. So he would like play the guitar reform and then John just kind of went with it. I will say I got an interesting story like when we're done talking about the the songs about what they did when they were recording this. They apparently they there was I guess there was a commercial back in like the seventies that Volkswagen it said unsinkable and it had a Volkswagen in like a lake or something and it was floating. And so these guys are like, you think that's real? And so John Bonham and John Paul Jones went into John Bonham's Volkswagen because John Bonham's like, oh, I got one. He goes, let's just take <laughs> mine. I don't care. He got The guy bought like cars. Like he, one thing he loved more than Drummond was like cars. The guy would buy, he'd buy like a new car all the time and then just get rid of it and or buy it and just tons of money. There's like amazing stories about that in the book. And there he is like, and for a little bit, they drive right in. And for a little bit, they do. They're floating. And they're like, this is it's real. And then the two other guys that were with them, I think it was like a road manager or something else, saw that they started sinking. <laughs> like, <laughs> the water was coming up to the sides of the door. And they're like, shit, like, this is half of the biggest band in the world. And they run in. And it was up to their waist so they could still get the guys out. And they open up the door. And there's John John Bottom just laughing his ass off, thinking it's the funniest thing in the world. You're thinking, how many times this guy almost died? And then the way he dies is, like, so stupid. But um, that's the other thing. But I love that story. It was in the book. And I don't know if it's in any other Led Zeppelin books or if it's just in the bottom book. But I just think it's amazing that they're like, yeah, let's go try it out. <laughs> see if it works. I have so much money. I, let's just uh, – because you talked about Gallo's Poll. See my friends coming, and I'm with you. Like, I, I kind of remember listening to it on those tapes that my dad had. But then I remember how excited I was when Robert Plant and Jimmy Page were going to play on MTV
0: Unplugged. And I, I don't know what year that was because it was like 92. Or I, I want to say mid 90s. Uh, like Like, maybe. It it was in that, I mean, you had. I don't think we were in high school yet, though. I think we were. Yeah, yeah. well, you had a stretch of years there where you had the Eagles on unplugged. You had Eric Clapton unplugged. You had Led Zeppelin do their thing. So, yeah, there was a, I I think even Fleetwood Mac did one. Um, So you had just all those classic rock bands coming back and reuniting. Right.
1: And I just, I just remember because I was so pumped, like. Um, I was telling my dad, like, I do you know they're doing, like, Zeppelin's coming back and they're going to play? And I'm like, I don't know how they're going to do it. Like, joking. I'm like, didn't the guy die? Like, the drummer, isn't he dead? And my dad's like, well, obviously they're not going to, you know, they're going to have somebody else. But, and I just remember listening to that and going, man, it's, it was so cool. And then I got pissed, though, because, like, where's John Paul Jones? <laughs> like, John Paul, I mean, the guy won't, like, half the music that's on this stuff. And I always thought, you know, for years, I'm like, why doesn't just Jason bottom, just drum with them and just get over with it and just tour and like, let's see it. And obviously Robert plant is kind of the reason they don't, because he was like, this is my best friend. And I don't, you know, they did a couple shows. They did that celebration day. And then they did, I think they did
0: Live Aid also. Well, I, I can I can respect, said. though, them not doing that under the Led Zeppelin name. You know, they page and plant. Right, but if, but if
1: Jason, Jason Bottom and John Paul Jones are there, like, that to me is Led Zeppelin. Because what's really cool about that book is that he talks about Jason a lot. And how Jason, at like seven, eight years old, or probably even earlier, was drumming and... The one time, I think it was the last tour they were on, so it was like 77 in the U.S. And John Bonham was like, hey, man, I'm – just to his kid, he's like, hey, go in there and do sound check with the guys. I'm going to go listen to it. And I think Jason was like 13. Oh, and, and apparently it was like the guys didn't even know. And then they, all of a sudden they saw John in the corner like clapping for him listening to it. And they're like, wait, that wasn't awesome. you. Like he was, he's like that good of a drummer. And obviously he has his own stuff, but like, the guy grew up in Led Zeppelin and what's he doing now? I, he, I, from, from what the book said, he's got his own band and he, he also plays on a lot of like people's records. And then his sister is a singer, John Bonham's sister. And she's got some stuff, and I think Jason Bonham's or John Bonham's daughter, Zoe, is also a singer. So if you look him up on like iTunes and stuff, it's Zoe Bonham. And like I didn't listen to any of it, but I couldn't believe it. It was crazy. Just about John Bonham, which I, I knew this was gonna happen. I'm just gonna sit and talk about John Bottom the whole damn time and I Perfectly fine. Wanna talk about how great these how great these fucking songs are on this record. <laughs> It's on my wall. I mean, I, we're not – I don't want to walk you all the way over to uh, my my living room. I'll be able to do it after the show because um, like, I have this thing that's like a wall of vinyl. And my top records are up there along with a couple of my wives. But but like Zeppelin 3 up there. I have the Zeppelin 3 record. And the, the big thing about that record, I guess, when it first came out – is that it was delayed two and a half months because of the pinwheel thing that's in it.
0: Oh, for the, for the cover with the different, so the cover can always change. Yeah.
1: You can, it can always spin, um, that it took like two, like two extra months of, it was delayed to try to do that. And, um, I thought I always loved that the artwork on that. I thought it was really cool. Even on CD before Mm. I saw the, the vinyl, um, cause my dad, My dad did have it. I just never went in and, you know, dug it out. I don't think he did because I actually had to, that was the only Led Zeppelin record I had to buy. I got every other Led Zeppelin record basically handed off to me, except three. I had to go buy it. And that's what I mean. It's like, so most people don't think about this record as much because there's not like, it's not like four, like four, you could play the entire album on, you know, uh, any classic rock station in America like all all nine songs on it and people are like oh cool they're playing a the Led Zeppelin block thinking it's like different albums and stuff well,
0: my uh when I pillaged my dad's uh vinyl collection before I I left Illinois you know I, I asked yeah, where's where's all the Zeppelin you know don't you have any he's like oh I got I had those on 8-track and he just stares at me and uh, until it hit me like ah, oh, oh. yeah cause those yeah. are good <laughs> <It's> like- Worst. <laughs> A tracks are the worst. They
1: disintegrate. I remember my dad had, and Steve, I think we were playing. I can't remember. My dad still had the um, uh, station wagon, like the Griswolds. I think that might've been, he got rid of it right before he started youth football, but he used to have it for the first year of youth football, I think. And he had the A track player in there and we would, he would grab them and they would just, like oh let's do it and be like oh I want to hear that song again. And he hit a couple of buttons and all of a sudden and it would just explode like <laughs> while we didn't have seatbelts on and we're in the back like you know it's amazing like
0: that we all didn't die <laughs> several times over. So quick check of uh, Jason Bonham. Uh, he, he's done several albums lately with uh, Sammy Hagar and the Circle, uh, and okay. uh, re- most recently he is uh, joining Kid Rock on his Bad Reputation tour.
1: Oh. oh
0: no <laughs> s- s- sorry to burst that bubble for you man oh, just <laughs> <put> interview <laughs> over <laughs> I'm out man well, who's anyway, in England so, so no it's so no, it no, no, no,
1: ja- like, so it's the big Boris Johnson
0: no, Okay, th- No, that, that was kind of a, a lead-in now that I click on the link. Uh, Foreigner, Grand Funk Railroad, and Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin Evening announced a special guest for Kid Rock's tour. Sounds a little better. Wait, so it's Kid Rock's tour? Kid Rock is, is likely the headliner, but then also on the tour is, is Foreigner, Grand Funk Railroad, and Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin Evening. So those
1: three bands who... Our classic rock staples – I mean, I, obviously Jason Bonham doesn't have his like, big band, but I, I I could legit name like maybe two or three Kid Rock songs. I could name like three or four, four albums and – oh my god, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> Aaron Lewis is playing at the Psycho Silo in uh, Sheffield, is it, wait, wait, Is it that the guy from Stained? Yeah, he's a, he's a country and western singer now. Is he really? Yeah, the same guy who uh sang Mud Shovel and was a big like death metal guy or like you know a big yeah. hard rock guy is now just selling his soul to uh get all the 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 super uh white trash uh country western singer. Here, here, uh, I'm sure this.
0: that's got a short lifespan to it.
1: It's. Uh, I would think so. It's fifty bucks to go see him, and you know where Sheffield's at, yeah, don't you? Yeah. In B- Bureau County. <laughs> fifty bucks to go see a guy who I'm pretty sure won a Grammy with It's a Been a While." Like, Which I was a good, a good Stans- song at the
0: time. Uh, you know, had your had your boy Fred Durst singing with him, right?
1: Well, no. Oh, come on, now. That was from the Family Values. <laughs> tour. Do you, I, do you remember that? It's that acoustic version. Yeah. Um and then he goes, Biloxi! Yeah. this is the real and I'm like, dude, this guy is like pouring his heart out. <laughs> and you go out loud. Biloxi. Bloxy, this is a real motherfucking deal, y'all. It's like, could you imagine like if you're at like a Pearl Jam show and Eddie Vedder singing black and I'm trying to think of, like, like a dumb white rapper that would do something stupid like that. Like, I don't even know. Like, and then some, like, some idiot from the crowd coming out and going, yeah, black, me, I love black, like my girlfriend, and then you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, you'd be so pissed off. <laughs>
0: like, because you're like, hello, Springfield. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Though that right. that it, when you think back to that, it's been a while. That acoustic version, he he does pour his heart out on that song. Yeah, that's actually a good version oh, no. of that song. That's outside. That's outside. That that's the so it's yeah, outside. Yeah, because I'm on the outside. Looking. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, and that's when he says it. And I was like, if you listen to the Family Values uh, tour CD, which I had because I tried to rob BMG blind. BMG Columbia House, and I ran out of stuff to buy. Me and Danny just ran out of stuff. Um, and all the rest of it's like it's corn, you know, and the biscuit, and it's all heavy. And then Stain comes out. Did it stage. have
0: that wonderful corn song where him and Fred Durst do like a rap battle? It might have been on there, yeah. And I think
1: that was on there. Uh, that's, that's a gem. <laughs> I always laugh that they, like, the way they sequenced that is that they had mud shovel on, and then they. Now, obviously, the show was different, but Mud Shovel's on, on the CD, and then the next song's outside. Now, I'm like, first of all, I don't know who the hell is your set list guy, yeah. but like, let's not <laughs> you really bring the room down after like the one song that fucking rocks people out, but I can't believe I'm talking about Stain. I'm like so excited this,
0: this will be all edited out. <laughs> no, it will not. We'll, we'll keep all this in. We have a, we have a special bonus episode attached to... Uh,
1: this episode, it's the uh, Mike's favorite bands from late '90s, early 2000s: Creed, <laughs> Limp, uh, Limp Biscuit, Corn, uh. fucking, oh shit, Can't fucking, uh, Acoustic Creed, also known as Days of, Days of the New, <laughs> the friend in the room, start the band.
0: So, So are there any tracks here that we have not discussed? We kind of bounced around the whole album. Yeah, I mean, we talked a little about Gallus Pole," and I
1: like. Both and I, both of you and I, were talking. It's easily my favorite track on the album. Honestly, the part when, like, I didn't know that that woman was there, like, in the uh, Unplugged. And then, like, I didn't even see her. And then all of a sudden she sings that part. And I was like, holy shit, that is awesome. And they were really into, like, they were starting to get into, like, Indian mysticism and all that stuff, like, type sounding. And they really went on these trips and obviously because like a song like cashmere and stuff, like they really got into that stuff and that woman's voice. I just loved it. Like I thought it was just so awesome. Like, because it was, it was kind of like, I didn't know that she was standing there. It was one of those things. Like if they, they I think even in the thing, they pulled back that she was there. Cause originally they just showed him singing and then they pull back, um,
0: and show her. And that, I, I'm with you. It is a, well, I, I love mean, the story really uh, personally because uh, for years I had I didn't really listen to the full lyrics to understand. I mean, just, they just sounded cool, so I'm humming along and singing little bits here and there with the song. And it wasn't until years later, looking at actually at the lyrics, that you realize that okay, yeah, he, this guy's trying to get out of being hung, right? Okay, sure. I didn't realize that the final verse is the hangman himself saying. You know, thanks for the money. Thanks for getting me laid, but I'm still killing you. <laughs> That's yeah. great.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've I, I I ever just listened to it as a kid. I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, did that guy like, yeah. take all his money and then still kill him after he yeah. like,
0: banged his sister? Yeah, like she, she, <laughs> she warmed my soul. Now I'm going to laugh and yeah. pull so hard. See you on the gallows pole. That's great. Yeah. <laughs>
1: an old i think it's like an old celtic like yeah song or so, and, and they they just
0: rearranged it and it's based on an old old poem about, called uh the maid freed from the gallows which i'm going to assume that because it does <laughs> you know what i mean it sounds like a it's it's all you
1: know it, it, this song and the 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 Johnny Cash song 25 minutes ago i always think of like the hangman's noose like part because like gallows pole, like obviously the guy dies. And then the same thing in 25 minutes to go where, you know, um, I'm hoping I hear from the governor. I got one minute to go. And obviously we know what happens at the end of the song, but those two songs, I was just like the imagery that both those songs like bring, because you can almost see like a guy like standing there in like old English, like clothes, like noose around his neck and if obviously if it was like the life of brian or something it would probably be <laughs> you know what i mean like something like super funny but it, 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 it,
0: it, for some reason i mix it together every time i hear that song i like stick up like stuff from the life I'll always of brian. look on the bright side of life here
1: life's a piece of shit when you look at it life's a laugh and death's a joke it's true You'll see, it's all a show. Keep them laughing as you go. Just remember that the last laugh is on you. <laughs> it just always be—I don't know why—and it should because it's a sad song. But like, you see those guys like run up, like, "Hey, good sir, hold on, we have this." <laughs> and like the guy's like, "All right, whatever you think you're gonna give me," and he's like, like a creepy, you know, like a almost like a Uncle Ernie type guy, like, like.
0: Hey, whatever, bring me your kids and all that stuff, and it's like and that's weird. I got Uncle Ernie mentioned twice this season. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean,
1: I, I do know Quadrophenia is coming yeah. up, so it's not, you know. It reminded me of uh, the Who and and Tommy, which if you ever had my brother on the show, I think my brother would probably do Tommy. Um, Absolutely, because he's it's his number as one. As long as he doesn't bring re- load or it.
0: reload, you know, Tommy is awesome.
1: No, it's, no. It's, he would talk about the Who, Oasis, or ACDC. Those, those would be his. And then, um, that's the way. is just a great song, a great tune. Obviously we talked about like the stomp and Roy Harper, which, but like the songs that weren't on there, um, like I just, Hey, Hey, what can I do? How is that not on this record? That is the one thing that has always bothered me about this album is flip that out. It's, but they had like 16 songs and then they put some stuff on physical graffiti and coda um and then obviously you listen to the deluxe stuff that's you can hear all that stuff some of them's like it's another blues song that they kind of covered but um like Brownie Yar is Brown e. oh, yeah, it's, you said it it's right. on physical graffiti and it's it's all it's all like it's like the acoustic version I
0: love that one yeah that's yeah. that's really a, a, a very pleasant listen
1: yeah and this record to me is like it's one of those ones that you put out in the background and, you know, sit and have a beer, like, out on the deck. And it starts off hot. You know, it's like, it's almost like you just, you like, you're grilling your food or something and getting all pumped up for the party. And then, like, a couple of these songs you just pick off and you play at the end of the night. You know, just some good. And Tangerine, still, hands down, number one Led Zeppelin song of all time. It's something about how sad it is. And
0: and we mentioned Almost Famous. It's the perfect song for that. Because the song itself is about a, a perfect woman in his mind that got away. Mm-hmm. which is almost famous. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's just amazing how, I mean, it's almost too on the nose, but it, it, it I mean, the beautiful song. And the- I mean, Cameron
1: Crowe's a, he is a hell of a writer. You know what I mean? Like, he know he's, if you've seen any of his movies and you've read anything that he's ever written, like, he knows what yeah. he's doing. Like, in, like, singles, like, he captured like what it was like to be in the early nineties in Seattle, you know, and with almost famous, he captures what it's like to be grown up in the seventies. And I always, it's, uh, this is like one of the dumbest things, like, and I don't know why I still think this when I was a kid, I thought I was going to grow up and it would be like the seventies because of Led Zeppelin. And even before almost famous, like they like this, this album for some reason, these albums from Zeppelin, even this one, for sure but it would it's like transports you to like the 70s and like kind of like this easy going you know party at the moon tower type stuff that goes on but i just always like thought we would be in the 70s for some reason when i got older and then it became the 90s and then we restarted a whole millennia and it didn't work out so well on a lot of the music aspects of we it. made some mistakes. The music alone. I just, there's been some great stuff. And, um, you know, honestly, I keep up with all this stuff I can, but there's something about Zeppelin that I can listen to Led lot Zeppelin at any time in my life, any place. And it like transports me to a place I've never been. Like I've, you know, I I feel that way like with Floyd too. Like, there's a you know more of a different like psychedelic thing with Floyd. Like, you almost a like you're like in space when you listen to them. But like Zeppelin like brings you to like, you know, being like out like in a park or something and having a beer with like these long hair hippies and just like relaxing and you know smoking a J or whatever and just. Just enjoying like being alive and like enjoying like the sun and like the summer and like the zep, I don't know theres something about the Zeppelin that does that when I hear him every time, and though I've never been to that place, <laughs> you know, I've never been to like San Francisco in this in, like the late sixties or you
0: know all these places yeah, the, uh, the closest I've gotten to seeing Led Zeppelin was my first Bonnaroo. there was a band called Les Zeppelin. Easy. Oh yeah, the lesbian yeah. Uh, Zeppelin they ladies rocked. It, oh, oh I, they were yeah, they were fantastic, and uh, they they were in like music mags yeah. and stuff all the time. Yeah, me and that uh, was that was just me and my uh, my brother Tony at that that particular Bonnaroo, and we made a point to go see them. They were great. Yeah, they kicked ass.
1: Yeah, that I, I would I would love to. i I've never. I always get weird when people like cover Zeppelin, and but I feel like I've only seen like a handful of people like cover bands like do Zeppelin. And I don't know if like, cause Pearl Jam covers last stuff. but usually their covers are like the who or Neil Young. Like Zeppelin is kind of, it's like a, it's not an easy band. I don't think, I think the cover, a lot of times it has to be a woman because there's something about Robert Plant, like the way he like does stuff. that or like if
0: Soundgarden never wanted to do it, like back in the day, obviously, Remember that band I sent you, uh, the Main Squeeze, that covered uh, "Have a Cigar." Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a cover of "Since I've Been Loving You," and it's really good. Yeah, now that's because yeah, like, that guy's got that high pitched kind of voice, and it, 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 it fits.
1: Yeah, I, and and that's the thing is like, there's nobody who's got a voice like Robert Plant except Chris Cornell. Like honestly, like Robert Plant and Chris Cornell's voices to me have always been real similar. Like, Cornell, like... But like I'm talking about, like, their, their main range, not, like, when Cornell hits, like, ritual, you know, birth ritual or something, and he hits that super high note or how growly he can be. But, like, they have this in-between range, the way that these guys sing. Like, Cornell, Chris Cornell can, like, sing that acoustic song the entire time, and so could Robert Plant, that, like... And it doesn't sound like... It sound it doesn't sound like it's like like, it's, like it sounds effortless, you know. And it's just it's just I don't know. I, I love like my number one singer of all time to me is as Robert Plant. My favorite bass player of all time is John Paul
0: Jones. You know, my favorite drummer is John Bonham. Well, you got me thinking now. As far as you know, you hear Beatles covers all the time. You hear who covers. You hear you hear, uh, you hear plenty of covers of of Floyd. You know, Wish You Were Here and other things. But Zeppelin, you don't hear too many famous covers. And uh, the first one, honestly, that pops to mind is the Immigrant Song, but it's by Galactic, which is all instrumental. Right. Which is amazing. So definitely Google that. Galactic is a funk band out of New Orleans, and uh, they do a great Immigrant Song. Uh, But I I can't think of any. I I really can't. No,
1: and and I think that's what makes Zeppelin – honestly the best rock band of all time just because they are so hard to cover that because honestly think of how many drummers that have like somebody was what's that was within Bonham's stratosphere. You have what? Five drummers maybe really like you're talking like Ginger Baker, Keith Moon, Dave Grohl, you know, like the guy, the guy from Slayer, just because I can't believe that guy could actually hit a kick drum that fast. You know what I mean? Like, a drummer like that. Then you think of a bass player. Like, okay, well, we all know Geddy Lee's a good bass player, but, like, can he really do – I mean, he plays the keyboards, but can he play, like, how John Paul Jones and, like, actually, like, orchestrate that stuff? Like, is a good bass player, but I don't think Entwistle – it's like John Paul Jones is like Ant but with like Pete Townsend's like ambition of like producing stuff. You know what I mean? Like he can do so much more than any other bass player really can do. I mean, even Cliff
0: Burton's bass solo, man. So well, Luke Boris might track you down in fighting words after our Quadrophini episode. He, he's a big Ant Whistle fan.
1: I'm just saying because like I feel like John Paul Jones can play with Ant Whistle.
0: But he also can play the keyboards and the organ. Well, here's, here's – and I talk about this in the Quadrophenia episode is that what makes Keith Moon so great is Ed Entwistle, the two combined. You know, would yeah. Keith Moon have been that great without Ed Entwistle? So – I, I don't think so. John Bonham doesn't need John Paul I, Jones. I, pay, but I throw that question to you. Would John Bonham still have been that great without John Paul Jones? Yes. Well, because they didn't
1: – yeah, remember, they didn't grow up with each other and play with each other. So, like, Entwistle and Moon, like, and Townsend and those guys, like, they kind of, you know, came all together at once. Well, Jimmy Page, like, like, oh, I know Robert Plant, and Robert Plant knows his drama. And I know and I know, <laughs> and I know John Paul Jones from the sessions I do. And then they put them together, and John Paul Jones, like – in. The, in the book, the beast, like, he's like, honestly, he goes, it's, it's amazing how like I followed him. I never, I, 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 and I'm, and it's fucking John Paul Jones, man. Like, it's not like it's a pushover bass player. It's not like a guy you've never heard of,
0: but those guys together. It's not fair to me to even ask you that because this is something I have as a, as a lifelong classic rock fan, I have a newfound appreciation for, for All the bands that we've done on this show, and if you would have asked me before I saw this, Led Zeppelin, Who, great classic rock bands, you know Pink Floyd, etc. They're they're all they're all classic rock, and even though that they have their own little you know niches, but they're all just classic rock to me. I I feel differently now. It it is you know you you cannot compare the Who to Led Zeppelin, two completely different streams of oh yeah, and, and just. And, and just like I'm sure that if uh, if someone 10 years from now is saying Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, you know, that's just Seattle music. Whereas that's right. and, and that's the same way I was looking at classic rock. You know, that's just England music from the classic rock era. Right. Whereas if you were to, to dissect them, two com- you can't compare them to completely different bands.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, like if you think about it, like the Who is is like. I would say they're way they're they're more straight ahead rock and roll than Zeppelin is cuz like Zeppelin is they kind of like created like the metal progressive thing you know like Tool covers no quarter I mean and you think about Tool and like how they the way those guys play um they are very like and obviously like Sabbath created like uh, like the heavier they're heavier they're just like, there's like more, the weight when they play, it just sounds like more, like it, you feel it more than you would, like the Who is, and trust me, and I, Bob O'Reilly is a great, and I love Quadrophenia, and I love um, the Who is Next, and all that stuff, but they're not, and they have some heavy bass, but the way that they produce the Zeppelin records, they're just, it feels like, I mean, you think about like Days of Confuse, that bass when it's like, and compared to like, you know,
0: a lighter base. I really think something, though, with the, the covers because Black Sabbath, mm. there are a million covers of War Pigs and Paranoid and everything. Millions yeah. of them. Right. Um, uh The Who, I mean, hell, the movie, Tommy itself, you've got Eric Clapton, you've got uh, Elton John, you've got plenty of Tina Turner. covering plenty of Who songs. So there, there's-, there? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of Who covers out there. And but let's Zepp- you really kind of poke me that. I mean, and, and maybe the uh, our users out there. I
1: have two. I just I just thought okay. of two. I just thought of the second one. Besides and in- besides, "Nor Quarter" by Tool, which you can only get like on their live disc thing. I don't think it's even on streaming services. You have to look it up. But um, the other one is this band from England. They were called um, Electricity. I think that was the name, and they covered Days of Confused, but it was, like, four minutes long instead of, like, the, like, you know, nine-minute... You know what I mean? It was, like, it's fast, and it's really weird. Besides that, I I mean, it's been... Have you heard
0: uh, Dave Grohl sing Stairway to Heaven from, like, the Conan show or something? I did. I did, yeah. yeah,
1: I did. I always think of Stairway... I always think of of, uh, um, Wayne's World because, like... That's why Jack Black asked to, because Zeppelin is so expensive to have like on a movie or anything like that. And when, when they get the $5,000 and Wayne goes in and he goes to play the guitar and he starts playing and it, the guy stops him playing and it says no stairway denied because they like asked great joke <laughs> because they actually asked, zeppelin if they could like do it and they're like no way like you owe this and like they're like there's a small budget film from like saturday night live and they're like yeah no we don't really give a shit like you're not fucking over our music (laughs) yeah like go yeah queen which is so funny because like queen was you know still a band longer than zeppelin was and I mean, uh, to the, me, though, is that... The, uh, Freddie
0: hit? Mercury tribute concert uh, in 92, or 91-92. 90, yeah. uh, he sang uh, Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Does a good version of it. Uh, Robert Plant. Yeah, well, Robert Plant's got that.
1: He had that whole... That's a bluesy song. Um, yeah. He, he had, like, a whole like, almost like an Elvis cover type thing, and then him and Alison Cross have been doing stuff for years. They've been on
0: tour for a while.
1: And I... Well... You know, that's all it, it, he, I think he was kind of done with Zeppelin because after his child died and then. Well, I
0: don't I think he doesn't like, have the voice for it anymore. I think he said that. Yeah. Like, and he was losing like during the tours and stuff. And he doesn't want to he disgrace drink- the, the songs. He, he can't do them justice anymore. So he doesn't want to do them. Which yeah. Cool. And, and if you can, you can tell
1: from Celebration Day that, I mean, I remember when they were going to play and. People, you could the only way you could get to that concert if you weren't like a celebrity was you would win them through like i want to say like AT&T or like some place that you could win tickets to go to the O2 to see Celebration Day which was Zeppelin you know with Jason that Bonham was in
0: 2007 I, I I've still got his wikipedia up here yeah and and like
1: that's on like all the streaming services and stuff that Celebration Day and it is not Led Zeppelin, and they only have like you know two live records besides that. And you know how the West was one is a fantastic live record, but I don't think it's like their best one. But they were anti-tapers. It's the same is kind of hard to watch at times. I, you know I've seen it like a, I've seen it like once, and I think I was young when I saw it. It's too see for me. Yeah, and I that's they didn't want to put it out. And the only reason they put it out was um uh Robert Plant broke his leg in a car accident and while he was rehabil- while he was rehabbing, um they're like, We gotta do something. And so they put that out. And people still all went to it and saw it and I'm like, I don't know if I I mean so we're gonna miss but they weren't. Tape, they would break tapes. Yeah, but they they uh, they were like big anti-tapers. Like the um, their manager, like he would go into the crowd and like destroy people's like tape decks and stuff, like and all that stuff, just to not have them be recorded. And I'm thinking, why would you not like at least pull that off the sound?
0: The, well, the, the sound the, the bar? the live sets in song remains the same are great. It's Everybody.
1: Well, yeah. It's they they've got
0: these know, little vignettes of each individual band member
1: at their yeah, houses it and Sometimes can yeah, get a little
0: weird. Like, like there's a wizard at one point. I don't know. But the, uh, it's been a while since. I...
1: Right. I just, that's what sucks is like, that, that's what you have for live. Like the who obviously, you know, live at leads is one of the greatest live albums of all time. And the fact that they gave the, like they, Finally, put out the expanded version with Tommy Live and everything. Like, because the first Live at Leeds was just one album, and it was like, you know, twelve songs or something. But then they finally put the full thing out, and like, that's amazing. You have that record. And then Zeppelin, they have is, I mean, the same that everybody pans because they have them walking around their houses <laughs> like doing God knows what, you know. Um, But yeah, the. uh, the live stuff, ridiculous. Um, I mean, you said Gallows Poll, but, like, besides Immigrant Song, like, what... i All right, I'm, I'm cutting the three out that you already were, like, digging. But, like, how about the stuff that's not singles for you? Like, what do you, like... If you're like, man... When I here's three, which some people don't listen to this record, they just pull, they pick the ones off. That's why I'm hoping to get some tangerine streams tomorrow or whenever
0: so, it comes out. <laughs> so my 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 main takeaways for this are always going to be Gallus Pole, Tangerine, That's the Way, and you're Stomp. I think uh, you, you take out Roy Harper. The second half of this album is just banger after banger to me. I mean, they're, the acoustic I love stuff. it. it yeah. it's, it's great. Uh, shows off the talent of, uh, of the whole band and, and with different instruments. And, and obviously Jimmy Page is just perfect form. Uh, and then Robert Plant's voice hits these, these songs with a. it's almost bluegrass at times. Yeah, I, I could see Old little Medicine Show maybe covering some of these songs. Yeah, yeah,
1: I you know there's I didn't they have like something back out years ago. It was like the blue. It was one of the first like bluegrass like covers one, and I thought it was Zeppelin or they it was the Beatles and then the Zeppelin. I loved it, and it was like bluegrass covers of them. I, I remember something like that that. They came out with the – and I don't know I don't know if it was these songs. I know there's not, a band called was... Steven
0: Seagulls that does that, uh, bluegrass versions of, of old rock tunes like they did November Rain and stuff. But uh, and they do a good version of Thunderstruck, which is you know, washboards. Oh, yeah, you got to love that. Yeah, got love them
1: Thunderstruck covers are <laughs> – not a lot of uh, ACDC covers, but then again, there's not a lot – you thought, oh, hey, there's only one Bond Scott and then we're going to find a guy who actually put his vocal cords into a blender <laughs> right. and decided to sing at the same
0: time. Um, I, when, when you get to, like to me, Friends, Celebration Day, okay, alright. Not skippable, but they're just kind of there.
1: And what's crazy is that Celebration Day is like a staple for their live shows after this comes out. And they name that Live Record Celebration yeah. Day, which I'm with you. Like, I'm those two songs, I'm like, uh, you know, because it's maybe the way they sequence it, you know, the pull there, so between immigrant song and since I've been loving
0: you, and mm-hmm. you know, those are two heavy hitters, right, right, they, they really are. Because so you got those two heavy hitters, and then um, out of the tiles, great song. You know, we we talked about that uh, briefly, and it's it's good classic Zeppelin to me.
1: Yeah,
0: it, it just it fills that void. But then from Gallipol all the way to Braun Your Stomp,
1: beautiful. That's why I'm, I'm. I've always been a fan of the second half. I I love Immigrant Song because like Immigrant Song doesn't even seem like it should be on this record. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, doesn't- <laughs> it makes it makes no sense. Like it should be on two or four. You know, like it could go right next to Black Dog, and you'd be like, it, it probably is on like a greatest hits or like a compilation from theirs. It's probably like. Black Dog, or Immigrant Song, Black Dog, and then, you know, Way to Heaven. Like, that's just how you could see, like, that, you know, compilation could put together. I'm um, still, you know, you just trade out hats off for Hey Hey, what can I do? And I think you got, which is like, I, how many people have probably said something on your show that, about one of their favorite records, and they're like, If this song wasn't on here. Absolutely. (laughs)
0: There's, there's always, almost always one track that you're just kind of like, it's a, it was a weird decision. Why did they put it here? Why did they include it? Why didn't they just slice off that one and then leave it as is, you know, it's.
1: Yeah. And and I guess that would be rats on versus, but I like rats. So like there's to me, like rats is or versus. That's why versus was like the first one I picked. Like
0: the, over like the over common this. album, uh, B, a great like 10 tracks of, of, of beautiful poetry, and then that 11th track is the generic, you know, let's get all my rapper friends to just spout gibberish for a generic right. beat and we'll put a track on it. And it, it you take that off, and it's, a, it's a near perfect hip hop album, yeah. And, and I will say, like, of all my like top five favorite
1: records of all time two of them are legit. Like there's not a song I would take off. And we haven't talked about either one of them, but like revolver by the Beatles, like there's not a song I would take off and there's not a song I would move nothing. And then Ziggy Stardust and spiders from allers by David Bowie. There's not a song that I go, Oh, I got it like, eh, whatever. Like "Verses" is great. I love rats, but like people are probably like rats is terrible, you know? And then this is hats off to Roy Harper. And then my fifth record, uh, OK Computer, Most it's Filter Happier, which is just, like, him messing around like an old MacBook, like, typing out, like, um, better health techniques. That's all it is. And so it's super annoying. But it's a great record. And I'll, you would always think, like, oh, man, it's, if it's your favorite record, it has to be flawless. No, it does
0: have to be but I don't think it does, well, and, you know? And this is a shout out to my, uh, my critic out there who, uh, if I really cared, I would remember his name. Sorry out there. Uh, but I mentioned on my animals episode that metal is a uh, 75% great out, but Seamus and pillow of winds are unlistenable. <laughs> They're just not good songs. And, I mean, it's cool that he had the dog howl because of, Playing blues, my my blues. one critic out there said that I'm not a real Pink Floyd fan because I don't like Pillow of Winds. To each his own opinion there. Okay, sure.
1: You know what he should have said? You're not a real Pink Floyd fan. All the Pink Floyd fans talk about how great Final Cut is. It's <laughs> fucking garbage. <Final> <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's
0: a bad Roger Waters solo record. That's what it, it is. is. And there's maybe two tracks off that album that work in the movie of The Wall. Like as little supplements.
1: Yeah, because because it it, isn't part. Isn't there? Yeah, their throwaway tracks
0: all make up half that
1: album. And and those are fine. Like I'm not mad at that because watching the movie The Wall, like I was like, what the fuck is this? Like I remember watching it the first time. I'm like, well, this isn't
0: on that. When the Tigers broke free uh, and things like that. Yeah, that's
1: and that's a good song, but like the rest is fucking shit. And I hate those people that are like. Oh, well that's the one I like. And yet I'm picking like Led Zeppelin's like 7th best album up to most people.
0: It, <laughs> so I'm like well, I'm, I was very happy you did because I personally hold Led Zeppelin 3, you know, up on that high pedestal for for Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin 2, great. Led Zeppelin 4, amazing. But they and I'm going to say it, overplayed sometimes. They they are always yeah, It's like, so
1: cuz cool, I mean, if you if you take a poll of hundred people on the street and like hey you know who Led Zeppelin is if they say yeah what's name a Led Zeppelin song no one's gonna go um, since I've been loving you out on the tiles you know they're gonna say stairway to heaven man like it, it, they would or they would say that one from uh, Thor the Thor movie. I know that's a Led Zeppelin yeah, song, right? Well, I mean, yeah. You know what At least I it's, mean. Uh, like, good album. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no anger about it. It's just, it's funny, just how, you know, I, and that's why I was saying, like, like Pearl Jam, like all, like, you know, I'm a real fan. of Fucking don't like No Code. Like when No Code came out, I was like, this is fucking terrible, and I appreciated it, but like people now are like. No codes are best record. I'm like, there's no way that it is. It's it's not even possible.
0: Like, there's nothing wrong I, with being critical. You're, your favorite band?
1: Nothing wrong. With that. No, I, and and they trust me. The stuff that came. I mean, Jesus Christ. I was talking to Danny about this the other day. Um, Pearl Jam's been a band since 1990. Yeah. It's 2022, so it's 32 years. So if That's Led crazy. Zeppelin save John Bonham. If, Led Ze- if John Bonham never died, their last record, they their last record would have been in 2010. No, sorry. two thousand like 2000. That would have been their last record because they would have been a band for 30 years. There's
0: there's a lot of bands that are definitely held in higher esteem because they either broke up or they lost a member of the band. And because they did not keep going, you know, they're uh, and, and I admittedly have not listened to Pearl Jam as far as their, their last, you know, I don't know, 60 oh, no, in, in albums. Don't, I don't really know you know in detail. Um, but everyone from the Beatles to Pink Floyd to all those classic, uh, groups, had they kept going? I'm sure they would have put out some duds. They can't, every single one can't be perfect. No, I mean, you look at, all you had to do is look at Rolling Stones. Like I, I'm not a
1: huge Rolling Stones. I, I like the Rolling Stones. Um, you know, Amazing I First love time we've mentioned Bears Bear's in this conversation, and I, I love Beggar's boutique, and I love Sticky um, Fingers, great album. And, uh, uh, Sticky Fingers, but like think about when like are eighties, and nineties, and you know what I mean, like. But these guys, like, how many songs do you expect these guys to get Like, not everyone can be Bob Dylan. Like Bob Dylan, like Bob Dylan was like gigantic in the sixties. And then pretty big in the seventies, and then disappeared in the eighties. And then the mid to late nineties had a huge resurgence. Like the guy won Grammys again, and and he's still playing. He's you know like a hundred years old, and it's. But the guy's look how many songs the guy wrote. I I'm not saying I, I want to see him. I love Bob Dylan. I mean, we want to talk about.
0: Him. He was on our legends list, and we went and saw him. He put he he started singing his new stuff. He mumbled for two hours. No one understood a damn word he was saying, and uh, I, I felt it was one of those, I almost felt bad for him. I, I did because it say people were literally yelling, you know, play Maggie's Farm and stuff and Shelter from the Storm. But he just he didn't care. Didn't hear, and I don't know. It just wasn't a great show.
1: There, there is only like so. Dylan has, like, these bootlegs out. Like, if you go, I think, on any of the streaming services, they have them. Are there bootlegs or are there, like, I mean, bootleg, I think, like, six or seven is when he's playing with the Rolling Thunder review. Like, that's the Bob Dylan I'd want to see. Just that one. That's, like, legit. And then maybe the concert, the tour before that. Like, I'm talking, like, 60 I'm talking about like sixty nine and like
0: seventy six, and that's it. And like after that or before, I want to dive into the bootleg tapes from um, the recordings he did with the band out of the old Pink House, uh, which the and I don't know if they ever came out with that box set or not.
1: They get well, it's out, it's out there on the streaming services because they did. They had Bob come out and like I think he gave them the oh god, I need way. to
0: dive into that because that's that's the Bob Dylan I like playing with those guys and just. A bunch of a bunch of guys in the house jamming,
1: and that's and that's like the that's like right before Rolling Thunder Review. Rolling Thunder Review is like harder. Like he like rocks. Like he is electrified and he's kicking out the jams. Um, and that that might even be the band behind him at that time. I I honestly I can't remember the timeline how, like they were his backing band and when he was in Woodstock and got the motorcycle accident and the guys from the band like. We're up there with them playing and all this shit. And yeah, because The Basement that's Tapes it. is out. Like, it's just, it's called it's that's called The Basement right. Tapes. Yeah. That's out. Like, that is – no, that is fucking – it's like every year or two, I'll, like, get really big back into Bob Dylan. And, like, that's all i listen to for, like, a month or two straight. Like, and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to this stuff from the 80s. I'm sure I'll like it this time, and I don't. <laughs> like, because he went through, like, he found God yeah. again, and or if he be, and with, but I'm saying, like, he found God. Like, his name is Robert Zimmerman, he's a Jewish man from Minnesota who found Jesus and made like three or four Christian records, like, in the late 70s, early 80s. And Slow Train Coming is like a, if you, you got to look at the album cover, it's like a train with like a cross on it and stuff. Yeah, so, I just you know, pulled like, up oh, his Wikipedia
0: fuck? and one of the, the subcategories is Christian period, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is funny because it's like, you know, it, his name's
1: Robert Zimmerman, like he is, he's a hundred percent Jewish man from, you know, Minnesota. Yeah, those are. I go through some Dylan stuff. I, the, I don't know. I I got really big into Dylan in college, and then like right. I started out of getting college.
0: into Bob Dylan after I really got into the Traveling Wilburys. That was my kind of intro to. Him. Oh yeah, that was my fucking old man's jam.
1: He used to play Wilberry Twist all the time and in that's the car not one
0: of their best songs. <laughs> no, but like he just thought it because my dad really loves like the goofy, goofy stuff is. like
1: yeah. that. Um, and he loved that's why I love that he loves the travel wildberriess loves them. And then I go, well, I would be like, hey Alexa play Tom Petty. He goes, oh, Tom Petty. That guy's a piece of shit. My dad doesn't like a. He doesn't like Tom Petty. And then I'm like, what about Bob Dylan? And he goes, I don't like Bob Dylan either. I'm like, what about Roy Orbison? He's like, ah, some of his songs are okay. I'm like, so that's three fifths of the band that you like. And he's like, yeah. He goes, but I mean, George Harrison's in it, and that's really he's a Beatle. (laughs)
0: Does he like ELO? He does. He does like ELO. But he likes my dad. So he's a big Jeff Lynn fan then. My Jeff Lynne is all over all my that. My dad loves, like,
1: Leon Russell. And, like, he just likes those, like, dun- like dingy guys. Like, he used to have Zappa tapes and stuff. And I'm like, Frank Zappa, a lot of his stuff is unlistable. And, and and I like weird stuff. But, like, some of that stuff is just garbage. And I, I love some of And then... The one day, and this is funny, I this will have nothing to do with Led Zeppelin, but my dad, I went down through his vinyl stuff and I'm like, how many different greatest hits of bread could you have?
0: Oh, the best of bread. <laughs> and he's like, he's like,
1: what do you mean? I go, there's three like best of breads down there. And I go, I don't know what the fuck's going we, on with that
0: shit. So we talk about that in our classic rock round table. They gave that away. They, with, with they free should. magazines, they gave that away in the seventies. Best of bread.
1: That's probably why he has multiple of them. And so my dad hates rush, hates Getty Lee voice, everything. I remember when I was a kid the first time I heard, um, Tom Sawyer and I was like, Oh, who's this lady singing? Like, it's pretty good. Is this heart? And so it's so funny because he, uh, I remember he was like, rush is terrible. And then this was before his apparent hatred of Tom Petty, which people still get loans from him if this is actually kept in. He's a good man. Uh, he, he's made some poor choices in his life, especially when it comes to Tom Petty. But he goes, I was in the shower at their house one day, and all of a sudden I could hear my dad just go, Alexa, play best of bread. Like, because he knew I couldn't get out. I couldn't get out of the house. And I guess Kim and I were like arguing about it. bread again for like the twentieth time. Um, my wife's always like, Fucking bread. Like, why do you and your dad fight about bread? I'm like, I don't know. It's so I'm so mad about them and Poco. Like Hey,
0: like, what's wrong with Poco? Oh come on. It's like well, it's like the wimpiest Eagle songs that they like made even wimpier. Going through Poco was like a rite of passage to get to the Eagles. Oh no! There's just the Eagles. There's no the Wilco. It's like it's there's like the, the minor lo- league of the Eagles. There's no
1: Loggins and Messina that we have to listen to all day either.
0: Like, <laughs> like my dad. Like, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, goes up there with the Flying Burrito Brothers. I mean, it's it's. Well, no,
1: let's not. Like, the Flying Burrito Brothers has, you know, Grant Parsons. Like those first couple of records with Grant Parsons. He was actually the guy who. Got the Rolling Stones into like honky tonk woman and like kind of created like alt country, and he was in the Flying Burrito Brothers um, and the Birds. Like the Birds, um, Mr. Tambourine Man like version that they do is like very like alt country. Um, but no, I, I can't about bread and the old man. And so what I did, I knew he was coming back and I was leaving and I left and I go Alexa, play, Rush's greatest hits <laughs> like on repeat for like five hours or something. And it like, he came home and I got a text. He goes, he goes, well played son. Well played. (laughs) It's like, he just hates, and my mom hates both of them. She's like, fucking both these bands sucks. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, by the way, my ma, she's a good sport about, yeah, she goes, I do. I don't. I, I'm not even from New York, Michael. I'm not. And I'm not. I'm not a New York woman from Jew. From that's Jewish. Like, this is ridiculous. Talk, like, talk, I don't talk sound amongst like yourselves. That. Yeah. I was like, are you sure you're not? I'm sure you're, you're feeling a little of She's like, Michael, <laughs> seriously. I was like, you're more Jewish than I am. I'm like, I'm like there's a whole other story that my grand, my great great grandfather was a stagecoach driver um, in the 1800s. And he was Jewish, and he met a Catholic woman from Silicon Valley and married her, and blah blah blah. Well, they had like a whole like burial of him because he was dead to them because he married a Catholic girl and he was Jewish. And I was like, I go so technically I'm sixteenth, and my mom would be like an eighth. And like I was like, I don't think anybody turned an eighth down before my. And she's like, Shut up! You quit talking drug references. <laughs> 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 I was like,
0: what? Mm-hmm. Fuck
1: you. I was like, that's a good joke. Um, Do you ever watch uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Oh, I used to watch that in college all the time.
0: Every time someone mentions Getty Lee, I think of Aqua Teens. And uh, did you see the episode with Zach Wilde in it? Yes. At the yeah. end of the episode, Fry, uh, Fry, not uh, Fry, like, uh, Shape, he's like, wait, wait. What, what? He's like, why, why is it snowing? What? What's, what's that noise? Are like, those jingle bells? Uh, it's like, oh shit, it's Getty Lee. I owe him money. Getty <laughs> Lee comes riding in with on like a a, a, a big bass guitar pulled by uh, sleigh bells or something. I don't know. It's it's hilarious. Oh, it's so,
1: it's so nonsensical. Like <laughs> I, there there's no way that I don't hear a foreigner song and not think of the foreigner belt.
0: Yep, with the, the moon belt. Nights the moon <laughs> and Nights come down. <laughs> you, What's wrong, Fryman? You, you must have Are double you, vision. Double vision. <laughs> Are you hot blooded? <laughs> like, I, I just the way they wrote that, and that's only fifteen minutes. When I do go to the office, I actually drive home past Cartoon Network in the William Street uh, area. Yeah, it's awesome. I see it; I, it's right there. I mean, it, it just looks like a cool. It, it looks very mail chippy to where I work. It looks very neat, uh, but I mean, William Street—it's right there.
1: I have. I, I think I have the. I think I have the entire series on DVD. Because I was just a huge I, – I thought – and I didn't even smoke weed in college, man. Like I just thought it was the I, – I oh, like, yeah. Same here. I, I just – I thought it was the funniest I, thing. It was great. I will say this though. Like having found gummies, it does make it really funny or like it's funnier than you even remember. You're like,
0: wait, I know this is supposed to be stupid, but this seems way funnier than it was. I mean, granted, I watched it extremely drunk. I mean, we would there was always mm. something to put on when you're you're drinking oh, and yeah. it's it's you know say late at night Saturdays turn it on, you know, then you got meat one oh, like you, you can't just tell me I'm drunk. Yeah. That's not a decision for you to make. <laughs> Carl was the best the next a
1: neighbor, Carl. Hey, hey, meat guy, hey, fry fry man. Let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about this. Go jets. <laughs> And then, then after that, I think usually it was um, uh, Space, Space coast. coast, Coast to Coast. coast. Yeah, that, that now that's a trippy show too. They used to have humans on there, and then yeah. kick them off. Oh, what a great fucking show! Old <laughs> school Cartoon Network, like that's. I that's think they're on stuff. HBO Max right now. They, you know, I saw that, and I was playing this. I'm like, if I hey, you want to watch the entire man. series of Aqua Teen, It will take us uh, two hours. Yeah, <laughs> every episode's like 10 minutes." The Moon and Knights were always the best. Like they would like their guns, <laughs> when they the way they would talk, they They're are afraid,
0: man. that graffiti. You, you'll see the Moon and Knights all over Iraq. You never see it in any of the news clippings or whatever, but soldiers drawing the Moon Knights all over the place.
1: The moonlights were the best. Hey, they're also super
0: easy to draw. So and they, yeah. <laughs> we could jump really high.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and they were two dimensional. <laughs> they were
1: like it was like it was like our they were like um Atari like drawings compared to like Nintendo drawings like you know it was like a step below.
0: Yeah, move on to our next little segment here. So, Led up in three major top spot for this particular episode. Uh, I'm going to ask you about your shortlist, but I'm going to challenge you on the spot here. Classic Rock shortlist.
1: All right. Classic Rock. Uh,
0: what you could have brought to the table if, if... Yeah, three to five. What you could have brought to the table instead of Led Zeppelin
1: a uh, 100% uh, Revolver by the Beatles. Um. I know a lot of people it's uh like Sergeant Peppers or Abbey Road or Let It Be, but Revolver I'm an Abbey Road guy. Yeah, and, and, I, and I love Revolver because um it's like the first time they kinda gets like psychedelic with um It's the
0: change, yeah. It's it's that shift.
1: Yeah. Um I can't remember I think it's a George Harrison song that's on there.
0: I I legit got to
1: look it up because it's going to drive me nuts if I don't say it Um, here, there and everywhere. And then, Oh, tomorrow never knows ends the record, which is like super psychedelic. And um just one of my favorite songs, but it also has tax man.
0: And your bird can sing is one of my favorite Beatles tunes. It just as a, as a solo track.
1: And I will say, Um, you can probably keep this part in, but like Eleanor Rigby is like my mom's favorite Beatles song and Marissa's favorite Beatles song. And there's not one rock instrument on that song. It's all orchestra.
0: I'm going to throw you a suggestion. Soul Live. Look up Soul Live on YouTube and their version of Eleanor Rigby. It's a, it's a medley of Eleanor Rigby and She's So Heavy. Oh yeah, I like that. And, it's a good. And this is a blue it's all instrumental. It's a blues band out of New York. They're it's great. Just, just check that out.
1: That is a good like Yeah, like Good Day Sunshine. They're now I'm looking at it, and I shouldn't look at. It. <laughs> um and then uh David Bowie's and then we talked about it before. Like David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust and the Spider from Mars. Um that is To me, like, one of just the best records that legit ever came out. There's not a bad track on the whole thing. Um, It's, I, you know, most people, you know, remember Ziggy Stardust, and then there's um, five years, and then there's, I think, half the record is, uh, you know,
0: singles uh, to me. Well, I know it got a boost after um, Guardians of the Galaxy. The first one, yeah, because of Moon Age Daydream.
1: Moon Age Daydream and Starman. Well, Starman, I'm surprised, is not out there too. Starman's a classic, yeah. Well, like Suffragette City, like Rock and Roll Suicide, like these are great yeah. records. And like, you're making me look at classic rock, so like, I 100% pull up my spreadsheet. So
0: <laughs> don't you worry. Um, I knew they'd come this out. Is,
1: <laughs> yeah because i'm like wait hold on because i don't want to miss anything i'm real pissed if i do and like obviously like let it be like i'm looking at 70s right now if i'm just gonna like say 70s which huh, like who's next like it's you know it's Bob o'reilly that's who's next that's won't get fooled again that's like i know people love tommy in quadrophenia and quadrophenia is an awesome record um but who's next has Bob O'Reilly. And that's not even played with a guitar. The guy just typed some stuff in and made it. And then if I if honestly, there's rubber soul shit. And then there's, um, there's Dylan bringing all back home. Blonde on blonde. Sorry. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, are you experienced? Um, you know, obviously um, i love wish you were here, which I would say is probably my favorite Floyd record is Wish You Were Here. So that's always up there as like a huge record to me. But yeah, I'm, I'm sticking like pure classic rock. Like to me, like my my five classic rock bands, I would say, like if I'm going to go to and listen to them all the time. It's always the Beatles, Zeppelin, The Who, Floyd, and then Dylan. Those are like my five. Like obviously I'm missing – Bowie and uh, the Beach Boys. Yeah, that,
0: that's a hard one to narrow down to five.
1: Right, and then like, but then honestly, one of my favorite classic rock songs of all time is is a like Crosby, Stills and Nash, like "Wooden Ships." Wooden Ships stems, is great. Like "White Rabbit" by Jefferson Airplane. Like, there's so many, and we were lucky, I guess, that you know our parents, you know we're like the first generation of like people that listen to rock and roll, like, and didn't think it was weird. There's probably like people in like their seventies that are probably like, Oh, rock and roll was kind of, you know, different. And we really didn't care for it. We really like a lot of like Elvis. And then when I'm, when i when I mean like rock and roll, I mean like sixties and seventies rock and roll, like the classic rock, like, Elvis is not played on classic rock station, you know.
0: And and, and it's funny as Luke and I talk about this on the quadrophenia episode, which which hasn't come out yet. And it's it's weird because w- growing up, it was classic rock the way we perceived it. You know, with yeah. fr- you know whether it's Elvis, Buddy Holly, all the way through you know the late seventies. You know, there's just that was just old school rock, classic rock. So many different genres all encompassed into just classic rock. And then you watch Quadrophenia or a list of Quadrophenia and there's this big rivalry between the mods and the rockers. You know, whereas the rockers are well, rockers, they like the R&B heavy hard rock stuff. And then the mods are are more for the who or rolling stones style stuff with the yeah. inks. And and they were they're were going at it. I mean, they hate each other cuz you know, you just in a you know Biggie Tupac sort of way. <laughs> Yeah, it it was. Whereas we grew up with thinking that's just all classic rock.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I always thought that like that was one of the things I always talked to my dad. I was like, okay, so all this music came out, and I was like, what did you do? I was like, I couldn't imagine like just hearing it for the first time because like you've never heard anything like it. When we heard it, like for years of our lives, it was background music that we didn't even recognize because we were too young to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like from the ages of birth to let's say six or seven, you know, like you, you heard it, but like, it was like background noise music to you. And then you're like, Oh, this is music. But then there's also other music that's out now, but like, this is really good stuff. Like, I can't imagine like putting the needle down in here like the beginning of dark side of the moon, you know, like, and nothing else has come out like that. Or, you know, like, Black Sabbath, like paranoid, like the first time that got put down, like just to hear that something that's so different that you never heard, like you had Elvis and then obviously like the Beatles, but then the Beatles even changed, you know, it's like, it's fucking crazy to like imagine like
0: that. Yes. But on the flip side, we, so, so we didn't get, I'm trying to say this. Um, we, we did live through the era of like, you know, Van Halen 1984 came out in 1984. You know, that's right. We, that was still that we were too young to, to notice it, but it was still in our era. But when you look at high school, we got to live through our own version of that with nevermind with, uh, you know, 10 and versus okay. Computer, you know, we got to put those CDs on and, and re- and live our own version of classic albums, hearing them for the first time.
1: Right. You know, I would say that. It, my only thing is, and I love Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and all those guys, all those bands that we listen to. Those guys were so heavily influenced by the bands that our parents like heard for the first time. Yeah, like, and nobody before that. Like, there's nobody twenty years before, you know, Zeppelin won. Like in 1949, there's nobody
0: with an electric guitar. Yeah, but there were those. But there were those blues artists. That, that they all pulled from.
1: But there's no, at that time, there's no, like, there's no. Um, no proper
0: recordings.
1: Yeah. Right. And there's no way to hear it. Like, like you think about like.
0: Led Zeppelin's not pulling from, from Benny Goodman's, you know, 1940
1: right. something, orchestra. simple like, as simple as like, I don't know, like, just Crosby, Stills and Ash like Neil Young, like there's been folk singers, Right. And so like, though, like that sound kind of pulls the whole way through from Peter, Paul and Mary and like the fifties and sixties. And then like, there's always like a guitar player and a singer type thing. And that kind of pulls all the way through. That's something they've heard. But then it's like, let's say like Sergeant Peppers, like there's nothing that came out before that, that really, or like when Jimi Hendrix went on stage and did something with an electric guitar you can go now and like, yeah, and I get, and I understand like, you know, like Nirvana. And, and I, it's almost like it's like the greatest generation. I feel like this, that was the greatest generation and I'm going with it. And trust me, Steve, like, I mean, obviously like I listen to music all the time, but I can't imagine what it would be like to hear, I feel like it's almost like we're we're like blessed and we're cursed because we got to hear all this stuff plus the stuff that happened in the 90s. And now like it makes you almost like uh, the shit that comes out now. You're like, <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> Fuck, I, I want to like it. And I do. There's a lot of stuff I do like. And, and then I look at it and like I want to teach my niece and nephew like about, hey, you got to listen to this. And, you know, Ray, you know, listens to the 90s stuff all the time. And they're like, they asked me, they're like, oh, Michael, do you know this band? I'm like, yeah, fucking, course I do. How would I not know it? I was like, I'm pretty sure I told your dad about them and your mom. <laughs> so I used to drive them to school, you know, like, but, but I think like, especially when we were in high school, like, uh, like Days of Confused came out and like how, the seventies culture was really big when we were in high school, you know, like people really like, like. Aerosmith came back and like, uh, for better or for worse, the Eagles Fleetwood Mac, you know what I mean? Like all these bands like came back that were like big seventies staples. Like I remember when like hell freezes over came out. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't even know. I, those guys didn't make, maybe they just made shit records like Bob Dylan did like in the eighties. You know what I mean? Come
0: through the camera strangle you no
1: you know what i'm saying like <laughs> why did it why did it freeze over that these guys aren't playing with each other and then they had a resurgence i'm confused because like zeppelin are not zeppelin but like the eagles are always in my mind because they were always there like it wasn't like oh man i've been waiting 10 years for a new eagles record like we fucking had all the eagles and we had all zeppelin and in our minds like everybody was either dead or they just didn't give a fuck anymore you know like nobody was like oh you know the new uh Rolling Stones records out like nobody fucking cared like and then Aerosmith came back and then you know what I mean like and then when I remember the first time I heard Aerosmith I was like I was like oh fuck, that's pretty cool and they're like oh you got to hear this and then they had the unplugged and I'm like where are these fucking socks and they're from like 25 years ago and I was like holy shit and then the who kept going you know but did they everything you know,
0: ha- everything has its 20 to 30 year nostalgia you know trip up you know that's that's kind of right. the, we this had, the cycle how much they're coming out with a 90s show now i mean
1: right and like and that was 30 years ago you know what i mean like when we were in high school we were closer to the 70s and led zeppelin music than we are to our high school now you know what i mean like yeah like the, the 70s stuff was like i remember my mom was like Oh, we're having hippie day. This is how we used to like dress like this in this or seventies day. I'm um, one of the homecomings. They're like, this is how we used to dress. And I'm like, Oh, this is so stupid. And then like,
0: I look at these well, kids and, now. And what, what kind of blew my mind today? I was just kind of, you know, looking through the Led Zeppelin history and I didn't realize in through the outdoor came out in 79. Yeah. And yeah. Then I mean, in- shit, a year before I was born. I mean, I know. I, I didn't realize it was that cold. When's your birthday? April.
1: Okay, so we were both alive. John Bonham, John Lennon, were still alive when we were born. I always tell my wife that I was like, I was in the same partial of time <laughs> as John Bonham and John Lennon.
0: Well, we need to move on to wrapping this up because it's, it's after midnight here. Yeah. Yeah. So before we wrap this up, please tell our listeners, if you're working on anything, if you can find you anywhere or anything you would like to pitch or talk about.
1: Uh, you can find me at the, the social medias that I don't check. Um, hardly ever. I, I pretty much just love and thumbs up uh, Music Rewind. That's pretty much what I go on social media for anymore. Uh,
0: that is a good social media strategy. I approve. I approve.
1: Yeah, I will give a, a shout-out again to the Beguile Brewing Company um, on uh, Collier Street in Avenue in Chicago. Our neighbors, uh, fantastic beer. And uh, just enjoy listening to the, the new records that I get to hear or stuff I haven't heard in a while from this podcast. It's, it's great. And uh, maybe by the time this one airs, I will actually be on the uh, Soundtrack Your Life's punch uh podcast with my cousin danny doing singles uh and that was uh i think a guy that was on this season
0: uh ryan pack does uh soundtrack your life yeah, yeah. and, we got the, to uh, him and episode.
1: we're hoping to record it uh in the next couple of weeks so depending on when this comes out uh soundtrack your life check it out it's good and because especially 90 soundtracks are the best
0: excellent Well, Mike, I'd like to thank you for your time today. It was a pleasure to sit and talk with you about Led Zeppelin three.
1: All right, man. Yeah, I get to bed. I, I'm with you. I'm like, I get to work from home tomorrow. I'm pretty excited. The last, like, three days, I've been up at, like, 6 o'clock. And...
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be podcasting at midnight if I didn't have to work from home, so that's nice. <laughs> thank you for listening to Music Rewind, a podcast from the Sidereal MIDI. Yeah, man. I am tired. Thank you for listening to Music Rewind, a podcast from the Sidereal Media Group. As I always say, listen to the full album. Until next time.
1: Just not the last song.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just... Fuck that Royal not Hats off to Roy Harper.
1: Hats off my balls.
0: a podcast from the Sidereal Media Group. Back to you, anchors.